Hi, and welcome to True Crime Sweden. This is a podcast about crimes committed in Sweden. As you can hear, I'm not from the US or from England. Swedish is my nat- native language, so my English is far from perfect, but I think you will be able to understand me anyway. I also mix British English that we are taught in school here in Sweden with American English that I picked up when I was an exchange student in Iowa. So sometimes it's going to sound a little bit like I'm about to have a cup of tea, and other times like I'm about to put on my cowboy boots and go out on the farm. Well, that's just me. If you want to reach me, I have a homepage, truecrimesweden.com, and I'm also on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just search for True Crime Sweden. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe. I'm also super grateful if you would take the time to rate and review on iTunes. Thank you. Well, enough of that. Let's get started. 32-year-old Linda Shen disappeared from her home on a Saturday, August 1st, 2009, only one week before her planned wedding. As most of you know, the police first look into the husband or the boyfriend in a missing persons case. That happened in this case as well. But we are going to have some detours involving the Chinese mafia, a kidnapping of the boyfriend, and a lot of lies before we find out what happened to Linda. Let's get into the case. Linda, she was born in 1977 in China and came to Sweden when she was only 15 years old, with her brother, who was 12 at at the time. They were placed in a group home in the south parts of Sweden. On that home, a woman worked called Aino. She became like a mother figure for Linda throughout her life, and is referred to in the media as Linda's Swedish mom. Linda went to nursing school and she became pregnant at the age of 21. She gave birth to her son Alexander in 1998. She is described by Aino as a caring and loving mother. After finishing school, she worked as an assistant nurse and also worked extra as a waitress. The relationship with the child's father developed in a really bad way and she felt she had no other choice than to leave him. Linda married two times after separating from her child's father. First in 2001 to a man named Vincent Pan, and then in 2004 to Bruce Lang. The first marriage is said to be a green card marriage, and Linda received about 300,000 Swedish kroner, that's about 35,000 US dollars, for this arrangement. The second marriage was hopefully out of love, and when Linda married Bruce Lang, she moved with him to Falun, which is located in the middle of Sweden. They both worked at a restaurant called China Thai. He is a chef and she is a waitress. Their relationship ended in 2007, and it was in 2008 that Linda met Mats, who she was planned to marry the week after she went missing. Let's talk about Mats. Mats was born in 1975, and he grew up with his parents about 60 miles from Falun. He finished high school in 1994 and went into the army. After a short period in the army, he applied for and was granted community service as a firefighter instead. He went on to work in a small convenience store where he embezzled about $10,000 and was of course fired. 
After that, he, be he went on to study to become a teacher. Between the years 2002 and 2008, he had two relationships. He was married to a woman from Peru between 2002 and 2006, and it was to finance their wedding that he embezzled the money from the convenience store. After that marriage ended, he dated a German woman for a couple of years before he met Linda. Linda and Mats met in March of 2008 through an online dating site called EuroAsia. Mats had a break in his studies at this time and was working as a Swedish teacher for immigrants. After only knowing each other for a few weeks, Mats moved into Linda's apartment. Linda was old-fashioned and didn't want to live together without at least planning to get married. According to Mats, he proposed on her on May 5th. 2008, after less than two months together. According to Linda's friends, she was the one who popped the question. On May 12th, a week after the proposal, he bought a life insurance for him and Linda for 1 million Swedish kroner. That's about $125,000. Linda and Mats took a one-month trip to China the summer of 2009. The purpose of the trip was for Mats to meet Linda's relatives and to, be, and to buy a wedding dress. They took wedding pictures in China. I can post those on Instagram. Linda was the one who paid for the China trip. The cost for the trip was about 10,000 US dollars. She also gave uh, about three and a half thousand dollars to her relatives in China. They got back to Sweden only 10 days before Linda goes missing. Two days before Linda's disappearance, Mats and Linda goes on a road trip to check out some tourist attractions and places that might be fun for the wedding guests that live far away to visit. There are pictures taken on this, on this trip that confirms that the road trip took place two days before the disappearance. This will come to play an important role in the investigation later. On Saturday, August 1st, 2009, Linda went to work in the morning. She worked as a waitress at China Thai, a local restaurant in town. She got off work at about 4 in the afternoon. After work, she and Mats went to the grocery store nearby. They are caught on surveillance cameras walking out of the store at 4.30. She is wearing a white short dress white leggings, and high heel sandals. This is the last known sighting of Linda before she disappears. She's holding on to his arm in a loving way, and she's smiling. They look really happy in that picture. I'm going to post this also on Instagram. After that, Mats claims that they took a drive to visit some tourist attractions for the wedding guest. Remember, I talked about this earlier. This uh, trip took place two days earlier and not on the day of dis disappearance. He also claims that they went out to the location where the wedding dinner was going to take place and that they strolled around there for a while and it was empty and quiet. The night of Linda's disappearance, there was a party going on on that place, so... That, that really shows that his story doesn't match up. After the drive, he says that he went home and ate some food that Linda brought back from the restaurant she worked at. 
Linda then takes a shower and puts on makeup to go out and meet a friend. But according to Mats, she wore the same outfit that she had on during the day. The outfit that she's wearing in the surveillance picture. This sounds really weird to me. Why would you shower and then put on, put on the same outfit? And if she wore the same outfit, it ev it's even more strange that the shoes she was wearing during the day is later found in the apartment. At 10 p.m., Linda left the apartment. She kissed Mats goodbye and said she would be home soon. She was going to meet a friend, but Mats didn't know who. Probably one of her Chinese friends, he says. He had no idea what their plans were for the evening, or where they were going. Linda is only 146 centimeters tall, or 4 foot 9, and of Chinese inheritance, so quite easy to recognize in a smaller town in Sweden. She is also a well-known face in town due to her work as a waitress at the local restaurant. But nobody has seen her leave the apartment, even though it's located in the middle of town. And nobody has seen her uh, on any of the restaurants or on any bars that night. At 1 a.m., Mats uh, sends a text to Linda, and he also calls her shortly after, several times, without getting any answer. The next morning, he contacts the police to report her missing. At first, it's not taken so seriously. Thousands of people are reported missing each year, and 90% of them turn up by themselves. The police states that it would be impossible to investigate a disappearance as a criminal case right from the start. But when she fails to show up for work that Sunday, it becomes obvious that something has happened. The media coverage is intense, and Mats is showing up everywhere, crying and speculating on what might have happened to Linda. This is a huge red flag. When a loved one goes missing, the last thing a person close to the person going missing wants to do is to speculate what might have happened. Linda's Swedish mom, I know, finds out that Linda is missing when she, she's at the grocery store and sees the headlines and Linda's picture on the papers. She leaves the store without her groceries and returns home to call Mats. He picks up the phone and says, Oh, I'm so happy that you're calling, in a weird, happy voice. Aino doesn't know what to say. The situation is beyond creepy. Why didn't he call her right away to ask if she maybe had gone to her, if he actually really thought that she'd gone missing? The wedding was planned to take place on August 8th, one week after the disappearance. On that day, family and friends gather at the church of the planned wedding to pray and light candles. Mats choose to sit next to Aino at the service, which she thinks is kind of weird. She would have thought that he wanted to sit with his own parents. And when the minister lights a candle for Linda, he leans over to Aino and whispers, How does the minister know that Linda is dead? After the service, on what was supposed to be Mats's wedding day, he decides to go to a bar with some friends. They drink beer, and a lot of people think 
this behavior is strange only one week after his bride-to-be went missing. The police continued with the search for Linda. Over 50 people are questioned by the police and they go door to door in the neighborhood but comes up with nothing. The National Homicide Commission takes on the case after a few weeks. Mats is questioned several times by the police, and in one of his first interrogations, he is scream crying out his pain, but there are no visible tears. The police officers that question him find his behavior really disturbing. They can also see a reddish mark on his throat. Several weird things comes up as the investigation continues. For example, when calls were made to cancel the food for the wedding, there were no food ordered. Also, there were no wedding bouquet ordered. And that's kind of strange, thinking it's only one week before the wedding is supposed to take place. There is speculation that neither Mats nor Linda was planning to go ahead with the wedding, due to lack of planning and also to their financial situation after the China trip. On September 2nd, a month after Linda went missing, Mats appears on a show called Efterlyst, or Wanted. He tells his story and he cries a lot in front of the cameras. He speculates that she might have been killed and talks a lot, a lot about different scenarios. As I said earlier, big red flag. I'm now going to play a short clip from the show Wanted. It is in Swedish and... If translated, it goes something like this. First, uh, there's a speaker voice, and he says, The last day anyone besides Mats ever saw Linda was at Citygross, the local store. Several hours passed between the time someone else saw her and the time Mats claims that she went missing. And then you can hear Mats crying, and he is saying, it is strange how many tears a person can produce, really. Sunday and Monday I cried almost non-stop. I only had one glass of water, but it didn't stop anyway. It didn't help at all. It just fe feels meaningless to cry because it doesn't help anyway. Okay, here's the clip. Den senaste gången någon förutom Mats Alm sett Linda Chen var på Citygross samma dag. Flera timmar passerade mellan det att någon annan såg henne och den tid som Mats Alm menar att hon försvann. Konstigt för mycket... ...mycket tårar en människa kan... ...framkalla egentligen. Sen då hon där grät nästan nonstop. Jag drack ett glas vatten. Hon tog aldrig slut i alla fall. Jag vet Men inte hjälpte det. Det känns bara meningslöst att gråta för det hjälper ingenting. There is a Swedish well-known criminology professor called Leif G. W. Persson. He usually appears on this wanted show and he's openly in the media talk, talking about how it almost always is the boyfriend slash spouse who is the guilty part. And that Mats performance on the show Wanted only confirmed his beliefs that Mats is responsible for Linda's disappearance. Later they found the, that interview printed out 
in Mutt's apartment, with comments added to it, so it obviously bothered Mutz quite a bit. On Wednesday, September 16th, Mutz is again supposed to go into the local police station for questioning, but he doesn't show up. Two days later, when he fails to show up for work, an APB is issued nationwide, and he too is considered a missing person. But it only takes a couple of days until he reappears. On Friday, September 18th, he runs out of the forest into a yard of a summer house that is owned by two elderly siblings. All this takes place in a summer house area about 30 kilometers or 19 miles north of Fallen. He comes running out of the woods, waving his arms frantically and screams, Call the police! Call the police! The man who lives there and is out in his garden immediately recognizes him from the media. He runs in to get his phone, and while they are waiting for the phone to start up, the man asks Mats what has happened. Mats replies that he is the boyfriend from the media, and that he's now found Linda. He says he woke up in the middle of a fire in the woods, and Linda was lying next to him. Was he alive? the man asks. No, she was dead, Mats replies. Mats is at this time dressed only in socks, no shoes. He's wearing a pair of black jeans, but he has no shirt on. He has burn marks on his hands, a little bit on his stomach, and his hair is also partly burned off. When the man offered him a glass of water, he takes it and pours it over his burn marks. When the police arrives to the scene, Mas appears confused and not a, a completely all there. He says that, quote, It was insects and branches. It must have been her. End quote. Even though he seemed confused, he gives a good description to the police of the place he found Linda and how to get there. When asked about how he got there, he comes up with the most amazing and hard-to-believe story. He claims that he was kidnapped from his apartment on Tuesday, September 15th, by some Chinese people, probably belonging to the Chinese mafia. He was drugged and put put in the trunk of a red car, given water to drink and cold stir-fried shrimps to eat, and a cup to pee in. He was supposedly kept in the trunk for 65 hours and then dumped onto the place where he woke up in a fire next to Linda. Later, experts witness in the trial that your body will be damaged severely if being in a trunk for 65 hours. You will most definitely not be able to run, as Mats did. The police didn't find any traces of drugs in his system to back, his story, back up this story, and Mats is arrested on the charge of murder of Linda Shen. I'm now going to play a short clip of the reenactment of him being put in the trunk and how he screams and tries to get out. This clip is in Swedish, but I thought it would be interesting just to hear how crazy this all sounds and how crazy he sounds. Första gången när jag låg, jag vaknade och har ingen aning om hur jag låg, men jag misstänker att jag, eller jag, 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 j
Om vi då drar igen böckerna så kan du visa hur du gör så att du uppmärksammar dem. Mm. At the beginning of November, approximately one and a half month after Linda's body was found, Mats's father contacts the police and tells them that he found some items in his house that might be interesting for the investigation. Among the items is a laptop and a camera belonging to Mats. Both the laptop and the camera contains evidence that puts Mats in Stockholm during the days of the alleged kidnapping. With the items, a letter from Mats addressed to his parents is also found. The letter is now going to be read out loud, but to do this I used a website called naturalreaders.com. And if any of you also listen to Sword and Scale, you are going to get flashbacks to Sword and Scale's episode 20. That episode was about the totally disgusting conversations discussing how to kidnap, kill and cook kids. If you haven't listened to that episode, please don't. I can strongly recommend recommend the show, Sword and Scale, but just skip episode 20. Okay, here comes the letter. Hi mom and dad. If you read this letter it means that something has happened to me. I guess that the people that I'm trying to track down, the people responsible for Linda's disappearance has gotten rid of me. I think I'm getting closer to the truth, that's why I'm hiding some important items here. If not I'm going to pick them up later myself and the laptop I'm going to be able to use every weekend when I visit. I love you both with all my heart. Mats. I'm so sorry if that creeped you out. But the content of the letter is quite interesting, he is obviously trying to create a scenario that hasn't happened. Now that the police have evidence that he was in fact in Stockholm during the alleged kidnapping, nobody believes his crazy story about the Chinese mafia. During the trial, there is a lot of speculation in the media, but almost everybody is convinced that Mats killed Linda and got rid of her body the same night that she disappeared. They think that they didn't even make it home from the grocery store where the surveillance camera captured the last known picture of Linda. They think he killed her and dumped her body the same night on August 1st, right in the spot where she was found one and a half months later. They also think the reason that Mats led the police to Linda's body is because as long as she's not found, she can't be pronounced dead, and as long as she's not pronounced dead, he can't collect on the life insurance. So there's your reason for this whole kidnapping scenario being played out. Mats is sentenced to one year and six months in prison on the charge of handling of a dead body. He did not get convicted for the murder of Linda due to lack of evidence. Due to the state of her body being out in the elements for one and a half months in the middle of summer, and then being burned, the coroner could not establish a cause of death. There are several scenarios that could have played out. They could have fought in the car and she opened the door while the car was still running to get out and fell and died. Or she could have had a heart attack and he panicked. 
I know this probably doesn't sound so plausible, but when cause of death cannot be established, you cannot convict anyone for a murder that you actually don't know took place. So I want to be clear on this. Mats is not guilty of murdering Linda Shen in the eyes of the court. So as of today, Mats is out there somewhere walking the streets as a free man. I just hope he doesn't reoffend. And the only good thing that Mats did in all this was that he gave all the money from the life insurance to Linda's son. According to the media, he was talked into doing that by his lawyer. Not that money can ever replace a mother, but at least her son can start his adult life with a safer financial situation. That was the case of Linda Shen. I will be posting pictures of Linda on Instagram and Facebook. Join me there. Just search for True Crime Sweden. In next episode, I'll be covering the case of Engla Höglund and Pernilla Helgren, who both happened upon the same horrible man. And the reason the case gets solved is quite amazing. Don't miss it. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by emailing me at truecrimesweden at gmail.com. True Crime Sweden in one word. Or by going to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. My handle is True Crime Sweden everywhere. I'm also on Patreon if somebody feels like donating. And I would so much appreciate a review on iTunes. Thank you. I'm going to finish off each episode with a small fact about Sweden. So if there's something you want to know about Sweden, let me know by emailing me at truecrimesweden at gmail.com. So today's little fact is that in Sweden you receive about one and a half year of paid maternity slash paternity leave when you when your child is born or if you adopt a child. That is a great start for the kid and for the parents. See you next time! Goodbye. Hey, though.